Thank you, Mark. And another thing that I think the, the date September 11th does to us and for us is to remind us of the uncertainty of life. In a, the news recently, we heard about a horrible situation that happened in the city of Nice, France, where a radicalized Muslim man drove a truck through a crowded street and sidewalk area seeking to cause as much death and destruction as he possibly could. When I saw those reports, I was also reminded of, an, of a situation that happened in France recently in Paris. <clears throat> but praise God, things turned out differently. The Gideons were making a scripture distribution uh, to students standing outside a school on a street in France, in Paris, France. And during that distribution, many of the students began to riot and threaten the men. And a real mob scene was developing very quickly. There was a large truck came down the street toward this unruly scene. The driver saw what was going on. He stopped. He stood out on the running board and he yelled at the students and told them to stop their rioting. He told them those men were trying to give them a holy book. Well, the rioting did stop. The students dispersed. The Gideons asked the man if he was a Christian. <clears throat> he said, no, I'm a Muslim. <clears throat> but he said, I, he said, and in fact, I, I made a wrong turn to come down this street. But he said, I saw the problem and I knew I had to try to help. This man gladly received a New Testament from the Gideons and he, they also thanked him for his intervention. This man may not have realized it, but he was surely sent by God for that time and place. We live in a world that is in turmoil and chaos. There's never been a time in history in which the word of God was needed more than it is today. In the 8th chapter of Jeremiah, and if you have your Bibles and care to turn there, in the 8th chapter of Jeremiah, the prophet is grieving about the condition of Judah because of their sin, because of their disobedience. We can relate to the feelings of Jeremiah, can't we? And in verse 20, Jeremiah kind of summarizes everything and he says, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we are not saved. These words would have painted for the nation of Judah a very vivid picture when Jeremiah spoke these words. In Judah, there were actually two different harvests. There was a grain harvest in the spring, April, May, early June. And then there was a fruit harvest that happened in the late summer. If one harvest failed, then chances are the other harvest would be bountiful. But if both harvest opportunities failed, then death and famine was a certainty. Jeremiah said, the harvest is past. The summer is ended, and we are not saved. Jeremiah could have said the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we're in a hopeless situation. 
Jeremiah is telling the people of Judah that they had missed the God-given opportunities to return to the Lord. And as I look at these words in 2016 in the United States of America, they have a powerful meaning for me as well. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. And we are not saved. We know that the harvest is very important to God. In John chapter 4, Jesus is speaking and he says, Do you not know there are yet four months and then comes the harvest? Behold, I say unto you, lift up your eyes, look unto the fields, for they are white already unto harvest. The harvest is important to God. The harvest is important to the Gideons International. The only purpose of the Gideons International is to reach people for the Lord Jesus Christ. People who may never darken the door of this church or any church to hear the gospel preached. We're an interdenominational association of Christian business and professional men seeking to carry out this singular objective by witnessing and by placing and distributing the word of God out in the mainstreams of national life. And we do, we're currently doing this in 200 countries around the world. With your help in providing the scriptures and supported by your prayers, we are faithfully placing and distributing the word of God, and we let the Holy Spirit of God do his work in the heart and lives of those who come in contact with the Holy Scripture as they read it. Our God is still in the business of changing lives. But we're also reminded in this scripture, Jeremiah said the harvest is past. There will be a time in which harvest time will come to an end. John chapter 9 verse 4, we find recorded the words of Jesus and he said, I must work the works of him that sent me. While it is day, the night cometh when no man can work. Robert Jones was from Detroit, Michigan, and he was completing his freshman year at Eastern Michigan University. It had been a disastrous year for Robert uh, academically, and he was certain that academic dismissal would be coming in the next few days, certainly within the next few weeks. On one crisp spring morning, Uh, He was walking back to his dormitory. He was burdened by the feelings of failure and anxiety that were running through his 18-year-old mind. His head was down. His spirit was defeated. His heart was heavy as he approached his dorm. But he saw a, a neatly dressed gentleman standing there on the sidewalk holding something in his hands. And Robert said he didn't realize it, but he said there was getting ready to be a turning point in his life, but he had no idea at that time. Robert said he made eye contact with the man, and the man smiled at him and handed him a New Testament and said, God bless you, young man. Robert returned a quick but generally meaningless thank you and continued into his dorm. As his impending academic dismissal loomed closer and closer, he happened to open that book. He found an index in the front in which he found helps. And he immediately found some comfort for his situation. But as he read that small pocket-sized copy of God's Word, he also found forgiveness for his sin and certainty of eternal life as he committed his life to Christ. 
Robert Jones today is Lieutenant Robert Jones, a United States Navy chaplain. And that spring morning on that college campus was a pivotal time in his life. If Robert Jones were here this morning, he would thank you for making it possible for him to receive that copy of God's Word. We have an opportunity to reach people like Robert Jones who may never be reached with the gospel any other way. The harvest is past. The summer is ended. The harvest is dependent upon God's timetable. In Genesis chapter 6 verse 3, God said, My spirit will not always strive with man. Thank God a dear lady, a member of the Gideon Auxiliary, that's the wife of a Gideon, gave Ruth Bushy a white New Testament. Ruth was a nurse at a hospital and she took that New Testament, she put it in her locker and, and didn't think a whole lot about it. New Year's Eve, 2007, December 31st, 2007, <clears throat> there was a 41-year-old man uh, who was a patient in Ruth's unit received a diagnosis of leukemia that day. And the prognosis for this man was very grim. Ruth felt impressed of the Lord to to take time to talk with him about his spiritual condition. She remembered that white New Testament that she had received a few months earlier, had put in her locker. She got it. She brought it back to the man's bedside. And she said, Roger, you know, this diagnosis is not the end for you. God still loves you. And God has a plan for your life. He loved you so much that... He even has a plan for your life after this life. Are you interested in finding out about it? Roger said he was very interested. But he quickly added, I've never given God much time or consideration during my life. Wouldn't it be hypocritical of me to ask him for help now? Ruth responded, Roger, God has always been in the business of redeeming and restoring hypocrites. You're right up his alley. Roger smiled. He took that New Testament that Ruth offered him, and she suggested that he begin reading in the book of John. And then she, she left. She was interrupted by a call, and she didn't make it back to that room anymore the rest of that shift. The next day, which was... New Year's Day 2008, Ruth stopped by Roger's room. She noticed immediately that his countenance was different, that his his face was just a glow. And she said, wow, you're, you're looking great today. How are you feeling? And he held up that book and he said, I've been reading. She said, great, where did you start? He said, oh, I just read the whole thing from start to finish. He said, and then when I got to the end, I followed the directions. He was talking about the plan of salvation and the prayer of repentance that's in the back of each of the pocket-sized New Testaments distributed by the Gideons and Auxiliary. Ruth Bushy praises God for the opportunity that she had to be a part 
of Roger being included in God's eternal harvest. Without the word of God being available at this point in his life, Roger's opportunity would likely have been passed. The harvest is passed. The summer is ended. And we're not saved. Revelation chapter 20 reminds us of the fate of the unsaved, the unharvested. Revelation chapter 20. And whosoever was name was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Ramona grew up in a troubled home. Her mother was a very dedicated Christian lady, but her father was an abusive alcoholic. As a young adult, Ramona made several unwise choices and she was married multiple times she, and she herself descended into a, a life of drug and alcohol abuse. One night in a hotel in Hawaii, <clears throat> she saw a Bible in the nightstand drawer. That Bible had been purchased by someone in a church like this, placed there by Gideon. She took it home with her. About two years later, at a particular low point in her life, Ramona found that Bible, picked it up, began to read it. And she said after a while, it was just as if the words became alive off that book. They opened my eyes. God cleansed me of the anger and the resentfulness toward my father. She said, he set me free. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Romans 4. Ramona's life was changed so dramatically that she was able to forgive her abusive alcoholic father. And in fact, during his last days, his last uh, several months, she became his primary caregiver And she had the joy of leading him to the Lord Jesus Christ before his death. How blessed we are to have the opportunity to receive the forgiveness of God and share it with others. God's arms are open to receive us always, regardless of where we've been or what we've done, like Ramona and how God was able to use her. The grace of God is a shaft of light that can penetrate any darkness, illuminate any heart, and brighten any life. Let me share with you some exciting news in recent, just in the last three years. <clears throat> a small door has opened in the People's Republic of China, Communist China. We have limited access. Right now, it's a very limited access for scripture distributions but the door is slightly open and we must continue to pray that God will change the hearts of the people in leadership in that country so that that door might become even wider at this point we have distributed over 4 million scriptures in the people's republic of China pray for those individuals that will read those scriptures and for God to open their hearts to accept him Pray for continued favor with the Chinese religious and government officials and authorities so that that door might become wider open. We have some great Gideon and Auxiliary members 
in 200 countries where we're organized. And they're your missionaries. And the only missionary support that they need is our prayers and to provide them with the scriptures in those countries where they don't have the resources to provide the scriptures for themselves. Hermitage Baptist Church, thank you for your past support over many years in helping us increase the harvest. Let, let me encourage you to continue that support through your prayers. In addition to the limited access in communist China, there's currently 18 or so countries in the world where Bibles are illegal. And obviously, we're not organized there. The Gideons are not Bible smugglers. We don't operate illegally, nor do we operate in countries where it's illegal for us to do so. But please join us in praying that God would touch the hearts of the leaders in these 18 or so countries. And the laws would be revised so that the Word of God might be able to go in and be placed and distributed legally. Secondly, we need your support in terms of membership. This church provides some of the volunteer manpower for the Gideon work here in in the Kershaw County area. But I know that there are other Christian business and professional men here whom God could use in this ministry. If you'd speak with me or or Brother Mark uh, after the service, or uh, we'd be pleased to talk with you about that and how you might be involved. Thirdly is financial support, and Brother Mark has already mentioned that at the end of the service, there'll be an opportunity for you to give. Everything given by churches and by individual Christians in church services like this, everything is used for scriptures, to to print and to ship scriptures so that they arrive in the hands of volunteers waiting to place and distribute them in behalf of Hermitage Baptist Church. If you're not prepared to give uh, at this uh, today or at this moment, you could mail in a contribution uh, this coming week. There, hopefully you received one of the bulletin inserts. Uh, if, if you did not, they're, they're there. They're on the tables at the, at the exits. There's an addressed envelope inside that bulletin insert, and you could, could mail in a contribution in case you're not prepared to give today. There's another way that you can give. That's through the Gideon Card Bible Program. You've got the material in a a display right outside the door uh, to my right here. I want to thank my dear friend, uh, Mark Hopkins. Uh, He he saved my bacon this spring. Uh, We were having a big Gideon meeting uh, back in April, uh, a banquet. And uh, I thought we had the special music lined up, and something fell through just a few weeks before. <clears throat> and I, I, went, I almost went into panic mode, and I called Mark, and I said, Mark, are you available on such and such? And he gave, I gave him the date, and he said, uh, sure, I'll be glad to. And he came, he did a, did a tremendous job providing the special music and our music support for, for that meeting. But I want to thank him. I want to thank you, Hermitage Church, for your support. 
There's an inmate in a prison in Jakarta, Indonesia. His name is Hendrik. More than 85% of the people in Indonesia claim to be Muslims. Hendrik shared this story recently when a Gideon came to the prison where he's incarcerated. He said he grew up in a nominal Catholic home. He began a life of crime at an early age. And then in August of 2009, Hendrik was sentenced to 17 years in prison where he still is today. But since he's been in that prison, he received a New Testament provided by a church, given to him, distributed by Gideon. Hendrick read 1 Corinthians chapter 3, excuse me, 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 13. And it says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. Hendrick realized that there was nothing in his own strength that he could do. And he realized that he needed God to give him the power to resist the temptations that were present in his life. And it was then that he prayed to receive Jesus Christ into his heart and life. And now in that prison, he has a music ministry in that prison. The vast majority of the prisoners there are Muslim, as you might imagine, if 85% of the country is Muslim. Hendrick wants to be used of God in that prison. As he continues to serve his sentence, he wants to be used of God to influence others for Christ. May that be our prayer as we see the end of the harvest approaching. May we pray, God, use me to help reach people for Christ. Let us work, let us pray, so that few will be able to say, the harvest is past, the summer is ended, and we're not saved. What about you? Where will you be in the harvest when God calls down an end to this world as we know it? What will be your eternal destiny? As we stand, as we sing our closing hymn, Speak to my heart, Lord Jesus. Ask him to speak to your heart. Ask him to give you that assurance of salvation that you need. Ask him to come into your heart and life to be your Lord and Savior if you've never asked asked him to do that. Whatever decision you would make, Brother Mark will be down here at the front to receive you. As we stand, as we sing. Mm-hmm.